0: I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. If you will turn with me to James, let's go to James 5, verse 16. James 5, 16, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. This is Peter speaking or James speaking. He said, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer. Notice it doesn't say faith giant. It just says the effectual Prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, what's a righteous man? Do you know the gospel? Do you believe the gospel? Do you believe that Jesus died for you? Do you believe that when he was put on the cross, that the Father put your sin on his body? That Jesus carried your sin, your iniquity, your perversities, your weaknesses, your diseases, your pains, your helplessness, your weakness, carried it on his own body because the Father put it on him. Do you believe that the Father did that for you? Put it on Jesus and that Jesus paid for your sin and that Jesus took that sin and paid for it in hell for you. That was the will of the Father. That's what Jesus did for you. And not only that, but the Father saw what Jesus did for you. He saw Jesus' travail of his soul in hell. And he was happy, happy that Jesus went to the cross. He was happy that Jesus was crucified. He was happy that every bone of Jesus was at a joint. The Father in heaven was happy that Jesus went to hell for you. And when he saw... The travail of Jesus' soul. Saul, Jesus, suffering in hell for you. He was satisfied. He was satisfied. Satisfied with that sacrifice of Jesus. And you know he was so satisfied that he said it's enough. And he forgave your sin. And he forgave your weakness. And he forgave your fear. And your iniquity. And he healed your diseases. And he came and he got Jesus out of hell. He raised him from the dead. And when he raised Jesus from the dead, he raised you with him. He raised you with him. And if you believe that, if you trust in that, if you look at that instead of anything else, and you see what the blood of Jesus did for you, that makes you a righteous man. That makes you a righteous man. So what happens to you as a righteous man? The effectual, fervent prayer of you availeth much. Availeth much. I am speaking to people that are not in public ministry. You're not up here. You're not a singer. You're, you're sitting in the, the chairs out there in here in the blue seats. Do you know you have a ministry? The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Availeth much. I want to show you some examples. Jesus was ministering to me this week. I want you to go to Luke 7, verse 2. Now, when he, ended, when he had ended, I mean, well, I'm sorry. Luke 7, we'll start in verse 1. And now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant, who was dear unto the centurion, was sick, and he was ready to die. A centurion. This guy wasn't a Jew. In fact, this guy was one of the bad guys. He was a centurion. He was a Roman. And he says his servant was sick, ready to die. What's this centurion do? And when he heard of Jesus, when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that Jesus would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom you should do this, for he loveth our nation and he has built us a synagogue. And Jesus went with them. Jesus went with them and he was going to the Roman guy's house, the centurion, the soldier's house, to do what? Because the soldier, the centurion asked him to come and heal his servant. His servant, not him, his servant. Do you know his servant wasn't one of his children? He was a servant. He was an employee. Do you have an employee you love? Look at what you can do. It says, and Jesus went with them. And when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself. For I am not worthy that thou should enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy. To come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant will be healed. What did the man know to do? Get to Jesus. The centurion knows, get to Jesus. Get to Jesus, and your servant's going to be healed. Whether therefore I thought myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant will be healed. For I am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say to one, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh. And do my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at the centurion. Marveled at him. Turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. This guy's a centurion. And when they were sent, returned to the house, they found the servant whole who had been sick. Who had been sick, ready to die. Now he's whole. Why? Because the centurion knew, get Jesus. Get to Jesus. Turn with me to Mark 2. I'm going to begin in verse 1. I love this passage. And again, he entered into Capernaum. And after some days of his noise that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together, And so much there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, born of four. Four guys. Four guys. You know, they could have been four guys that played baseball together. Four guys. Had a friend that had the palsy. What do they know to do? Get him to Jesus. Get him to Jesus. Palsy means paralyzed or, or tremors that you can't stop. They had a friend. They knew we're going to get him to Jesus. But you know what? They couldn't get in. So what did they do? And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, these four friends, look at the love that these four friends had for this guy that had the palsy. Look at the love that these four guys had for this friend that, was, that had the palsy. They climbed up on the roof. We're going to get them to Jesus no matter what it takes. No matter what it takes, we're going to get them to Jesus. They uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let the bed down where in the sick of the palsy lay. How would you like to be in your house? And the roof comes off, and a guy starts coming down. Not only that, a guy in a bed that has the palsy. And what does Jesus say? When Jesus saw their faith, their faith, their faith. What was their faith? We're going to get him to Jesus. We're going to get this guy to Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He said, fix my roof. No, he didn't. Jesus saw their faith, and he said to the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Thy sins be forgiven thee. They brought a guy that had the palsy that must have had some sin. Do you hear that? Their friend must have had some sin because that's the first thing Jesus said. Do you see what the friends, do you see the love in these guys, these friends? you see what they knew to do? Get together and get them to Jesus. Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in the spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason you these things in your heart? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise. Take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. Not only did his friends get him to Jesus, his friends got his sins forgiven and he got the guy healed. Got the guy healed. Why? They knew to get him to Jesus. Let's go to another one. Let's go to Acts 9. I'm going to go to verse 36. What happens when the righteous person prays the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man? One that believes the gospel. That's what makes you righteous. That's what makes you righteous is believing the gospel. You don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to spend eight years studying. You have to believe the gospel. That's all, to be a righteous man, believing the gospel. Now, let's see what these people did. Verse 36, Acts 9. Now, there was at Joppa, a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. When it came to pass in those days she was sick and she died. She died. It said, Whom, when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Lydia was nigh to Joppa, the disciples heard Peter was there. Peter's not far away. So what did the friends do of Dorcas? They planned his funeral and asked Peter to speak at it? No. They sent two. Go get Peter. Go get Peter. Why? Why? Peter had Jesus in him. Peter had Jesus in him. And it says, and the disciples had heard Peter was there. They sent unto him two men, desiring he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. Why, Jesus was in Peter. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made. while she was with them. You know, Peter didn't take a whole lot of thought in those coats. What did he do? He got them all out. Got them out of the room. But Peter put them all forth. And kneeled down and prayed. He prayed. He prayed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. What happened here? It says, and he turned the body. He kneeled down, prayed, turned him to the body, and said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. She sat up. And he gave her his hand, lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. One last one, Acts 27. Are you righteous? Do you believe the gospel? Then you need to start praying. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I have to speak. It's been in my heart for several days. If you're at home and you're living alone and you're not working, you have a ministry that you can have right in front of you. You don't have to be on a stage. You don't have to be on television. You don't even have to be on Facebook. You don't have to be on the internet. You can pray. You can pick up the ministry of prayer. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. You don't have to spend your time going to all the stores and all the places and all the restaurants and all the vacation spots. Stay home, pick up the ministry of prayer. What did Anna do? She stayed in the temple, she fasted and ministered unto the Lord. prayed, prayed the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And you know what the other verse that comes up in my spirit? What is it? Um, who loves his brother? Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Wouldn't you rather get to heaven with those kind of rewards than going to the biggest vacation spot in the U.S.? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Last one, Acts 27, Paul. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they obtained their purpose, loose sense, and they sailed by Crete. But not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called an Eperodian. And the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, so we let her drive. And riding under a certain island which came to Claudia, we had much work to come about the boat. And When they had taken up, they used helps and girded the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, struck sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with the tempest, The next day they lightened the ship. The third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. But they had a righteous man on that ship. And after a long abstinence, Paul stood up in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and lost. And I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. Why? Why? For there stood beside me this night an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And, and, lo, God, whose I am, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. You see what God did for that righteous man? He Paul knew he was going to Rome, but God gave him everybody on that ship. Everybody on that ship. You think some of them may not have been saved? God gave him everybody on that ship. You have a ministry of prayer, the effectual fervent prayer availeth much. You are righteous, If you believe the gospel, get on your knees or whatever you need to do and start praying. It says, pray for one another that you may be healed. What do you have to do? The only thing you have to do is get them to Jesus. Get them to Jesus. But my children aren't saved. Nothing is impossible with God. Do you hear that? Nothing's impossible the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Go for it. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at com, or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861 327 Plano, Texas 75086 You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter Until next time God bless